Hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. You know we've got the star of the show, Mr. Mark Wade, president of Echelon Family Office. He's standing by. He'll be with me in just a moment. Uh, but look, first and foremost, we want to thank you guys for finding your way back here to the show. As you know, Mark and I, we always tackle a new wealth management-related topic. And you know, in our last few discussions, we've been talking about the family business, so a lot of elements that pertain to that. But today, we're going to get into the idea of a wealth manager in particular. Today, we're really talking about how good is the wealth manager that you're really working with. That's really what we're getting into the basis of. And the topic is really surrounding this idea of elite wealth managers. What are they? What do they look like? What are the characteristics they possess? And why you should really be seeking out an elite wealth manager. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Mark on to get today's conversation rolling. Mark, how are you doing today? Good to see you, man. Doing great, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm doing well. We are here recording today's episode on a Friday. We're getting ready to roll into the weekend. And uh, I'm excited for today's conversation because we really get to get some of your industry insights into what makes an elite wealth manager elite. Exactly. So, Mark, to start our conversation today, let's just first off, start off by acknowledging that there are many financial professionals out there these days that call themselves wealth managers and describe themselves as these world-class wealth managers. But how are people, the average Joes, these affluent families, the individuals looking to seek out a wealth manager, how are they supposed to, you know, assess whether or not a wealth manager lives up to those claims and, and what wealth managers don't? How, did, how does somebody assess that? Elite wealth managers, yes. You know, lots of advisors want to put the term wealth manager on their business cards and on their websites, simply because, you know, it's kind of an attractive sounding title, right? But you need a lot more than a, t a title and desire to help people to do a great job for your wealth manager clients, right? So, you know, one of the things is how do you find kind of a wealth manager, right? To find an elite wealth manager. You now, you've got to make sure you're working with, a wealth manager in the first place to start with. And the first step to understanding what wealth management really is, well, we look at, uh, we look at a couple of things. And the, and, the, and the two things that we look at that are really the two core, the two main components of wealth management are, you might guess, investment management, and that's true. But how about wealth planning? You need to be able to conduct the proper wealth planning along with the investment management. Roger that, Mark, so that it's really twofold. It's this idea of investment management as well as wealth planning that kind of gets tied into what makes this elite wealth manager truly elite. That being said, let's let's tackle that first one that you mentioned in investment management. What does this look like in terms of a true wealth management approach? So investment management, of course, you know, it addresses preserving and growing your wealth, your, you know, your liquid investable assets. And that in most cases, you know, those assets can be readily converted into cash. And that's why we call them liquid. You know, that said, you may also have wealth that is illiquid, such as real estate, including the home that you live in, and, uh, and equity in your business, if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, and then other types of hard assets like uh, artwork, if you're a collector, or cars or, or firearms or coins or stamps, whatever that may be. So this is the aspect of wealth management that most people immediately think about. Advisors, including elite wealth managers, generally, they're going to create and oversee a portfolio of investable assets and offer additional services such as asset allocation, which truly is the balancing of risk and reward 
by having the investment portfolio in different types of assets, diversified portfolio of assets based upon an individual's goals, their risk tolerance, and the expected need for the money. So when are they going to need the money? Uh, and also investment product selection. So in the process in which the wealth manager chooses the investment products, you know, these could these could be individual investments such as stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs. And some wealth managers will actually uh, use specific money managers for specific clients under certain situations. And then there's rebalancing, right? That's where the wealth manager realigns the investment products in the portfolio to keep it on what we call the efficient frontier, which is being fully compensated for the amount of risk that you're willing to take. So almost all self-identified wealth managers provide the investment management piece in our experience. Right. Investment management, obviously playing a big role in all of this, Mark, but you had mentioned at the top, it's, it, you know, a true elite wealth manager has, there's more to the equation than just investment management. You're saying it's not, not just investment management alone that makes you a true wealth manager. There's this wealth planning component to it as well. Talk to me about this, this, uh, this part of the equation. Yes, Ryan, absolutely. You know, providing just the investment management doesn't go far enough. Uh, true wealth planning expertise is also required in order to be a wealth manager and certainly an elite wealth manager. So the wealth planning requires the processing of technical expertise, right? Uh, the ability to deliver a diverse range of, of you know, advanced strategies, which go beyond investing. Uh, the tools and techniques of wealth planning range from basic to the cutting edge. And the basics include things such as legal strategies and financial products, that are readily recognized and generally accepted for most affluent clients, such as trust and partnerships and life insurance. So Mark, you, you mentioned something really interesting there that I want to circle back to. You said that, you know, wealth planning, you know, true elite wealth managers possess, you know, that technical experience that goes beyond simply investing. What types of areas do you mean? What, what are we talking about here? Could you walk us through what those areas look like? Yeah. Absolutely. So under the broad umbrella of, of, of wealth planning, uh, there's, a, there's a range of specialties, okay? No specialties, they often depend on a specific wealth manager and their specific needs for the client. So some of and the most common specialties among wealth managers are, these are, these are the ones most people will recognize, income tax planning, which basically it focuses on mitigating the taxes on money earned through working and investing, right? Uh, so, for example, in certain situations, it's possible to modify corporate structures, which would result in being taxed at lower rates. So that, that's one example, you know, income tax. The other is estate planning. And this is enormous, especially for those individuals that are looking to pass their wealth on to their heirs and their loved ones. So, you know, estate planning really involves using legal strategy and, fin and financial products to determine the future disposition of current and projected assets. So the assets today and what they're going to grow to in the future, how do we, how do we arrange those so that they're most, most tax efficient and they go to the people that you want them to under the circumstances you want them to go to the way you want them to go. So critically, it's important that you have to determine who will own the assets and how will they be owned. And then there are those marital and related relations planning issues. You know, and that usually involves planning for the disruptions in relationships between spouses and their partners. So the intent is to take actions that will protect the family's wealth before these things happen. 
And then there's business succession planning, which, you know, deals primarily with the tax efficient transitioning of privately held businesses to others, whether they're family members or outside the family. And then here's a real key one that many people just often ignore, but it's so critical nowadays. And that's asset protection planning. You know, that entails employing the right legally accepted strategies and concepts to make sure that a person's wealth is not unjustly taken from him or her. Uh, other issues that could come into play, I, I, I can think of two more. So there's charitable planning and that addresses basically you know, ways to be philanthropic uh, in a most tax efficient manner. Uh, and the tax code fosters philanthropy. And you have to think about that. The tax code actually makes it, in some cases, tax profitable to be philanthropically inclined. And this planning takes advantage of that. Charitable tax planning. Uh, life management planning also addresses an array of different concerns from a family wealth perspective. And that's such as when uh, the wealthy structure their wealth to deal with longevity concerns. So there are many a distinct specialty area. And in practice, there can be considerable overlap. Uh, they work together synergistically uh, between all of those different areas. Let me give you an example. By placing assets into an irrevocable trust for the primary purpose of transferring them to their heirs, estate planning, asset protection possibilities also come into play. So you kind of kill two birds with one stone. In this case, if we just look at estate planning and asset protection planning, they work synergistically together. Man, Mark, you weren't kidding. I mean, it goes way beyond investing. You just rattled off a handful of different types of planning strategies that wealth managers go through. So what that tells me then is what somebody should be looking for to ensure that they're working with a true wealth manager. But let's take that even a step further here. I'll, let's say I, I'm looking for a wealth manager that is truly at this elite level that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. What, what does that look like, Mark? What does that true elite level of wealth management look like these days? You know, it's exactly what affluent clients, you know, it's what they want and it's what they expect. They want to work with top tier professionals. So as you say, even advisors who are absolutely brilliant in, you know, let's say, two of these areas of wealth management, they may not be automatically an elite wealth manager. And the key difference, the secret sauce, if you will, is that elite wealth managers, you know, they're both technically excellent and able to fully develop a deep understanding about their clients. And that informs what the what the elite wealth manager is going to recommend and the actions they take moving forward. So in effect, they build a powerful professional and sometimes personal. In our cases, we, we have tremendous uh, professional and personal relationships with our clients. <clears throat> okay. And, you know, and that helps their clients, you know, it helps to extend far beyond the financial products and the numbers and the zeros on their client's bottom line. It's about the family. It's about what's important to the family. Mark, you and I have talked about this at length in some other episodes. It's this idea of the human element, right? It's it's really building up these personal relationships, which you know allows you to understand some of those the personal goals and aspirations of a family's given wealth, and allows you to help position them, the, you know, 
towards the best plan that's available for them. It, it makes sense, but it's, it's that last piece of the puzzle. It's that human element that really takes somebody to that elite level of wealth management. And let me ask you this then, Mark, I would imagine that's not the case then that with, with all, or even most wealth managers, because if this is what makes them elite, they'd all be elite, but that's probably not the case with everybody out there. That's calling themselves a wealth manager today. Right. Well, you know, I'm sorry to say that it isn't. And you're right. The human element, it's, 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 the, it's the cornerstone of how we uh, work forward to understand the client, what their needs and desires are, and then to be able to use our technical expertise and structure the appropriate solutions in the right manner and the right form for the client. So uh, yeah, we find that a lot of the wealth management industry is investment and product centric. They think about the investments and they think about the products they can provide. But advisor-client conversations are often heavily weighed towards how these financial products and services are performing and what additional financial products and services the client might need. Let's contrast that with the elite wealth managers. Okay, these are highly client-centric advisors. Okay, their focus really is on understanding the client as, a, as completely as possible, as, as a whole the family as a whole. So that means not just investment preferences or their, or their net worth or goals, but also the hopes and dreams and the concerns and trepidations that they have for you know, the, their family's core values and for their entire family as a whole. So elite wealth managers take this approach because it's looking for ways, you know, the advisors are looking for ways to add value to their clients' lives in every way they can and in the best way and in the best ways that they can. So sometimes this takes the form of investment management and wealth planning. But at other times, they find ways to make their clients' lives better in ways that are not related to finance. Well, that's really interesting to hear because, you know, obviously as a wealth manager right off at that surface level, Mark, you think, okay, you're going to help the dollars and cents that are in my bank account. But talk to me about this. Could you give me an example of what you mean by, you know, enhancing a client's lives outside of finance? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, you know, it could mean, for example, that the elite wealth manager introduces their clients to a concierge medical practice. And I can tell you among the affluent, you know, there's a steady trend of people seeking high quality, even preferential healthcare. So many concierge medical practices, you know, they fit with these clients, what the affluent families are looking for. And, and that's because elite wealth managers are highly attuned to their clients. So if they have the human element in place and they're listening to the client's concerns, you know, they can help determine that a service such as a concierge medical practice is warranted and they can make that connection. I love that. I mean, it takes that relationship to an even further level of really bringing value to the relationship, you know, a really important thing to mention there. So thank you for, for sharing that with us, Mark. And, and as we bring our conversation to a head today, I think it'd be helpful uh, for our audience and those attending and listening to the episode today if you could just kind of bottom line this whole process for us one more time, you know, you, what we've really covered today is this idea that elite wealth management and truly elite wealth management is ultimately about getting to know the client better. It's about helping them beyond their finances in, and also going, like you said, beyond investing. So could you bottom line it for us, uh, you know, one final time before we say our goodbyes? Oh, thanks, Brian. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, let me let me see if I can sum this up into a couple sentences or, or a short paragraph, really. So let's see, the ability 
to develop those powerful relationships, that human element, to develop those powerful relationships with their clients is what makes an extremely adept wealth management and a, a manager, an elite wealth manager, okay? There are both exceptional and te technically exceptional and, and, and proficient uh, advisors, but the elite wealth manager has a much better and more depth understanding of their clients and understanding which they're going to use to help boost the value that they deliver to those clients. So because of those special insights that the wealth manager takes to learn and, and, and to develop the appropriate solutions for clients. Because of those insights, the investment management and wealth planning solutions that the elite wealth manager is going to deliver, they're often way more in sync with their clients. Their clients then obviously often end up with superior results. I can only imagine that one leads right to the other. So Mark, I do appreciate you taking some time with us today. And, and Mark, if anybody's out there listening to our conversation today, and they're interested in maybe chatting with you a little further about elite wealth management or any of the various topics that go beyond investing that you mentioned to us earlier today, how would somebody go about getting in touch with you and your team? Great. And thanks, Ryan. So, you know, they could reach us at uh, www echelonoffice.com. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word office.com. They could contact me directly at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E, at echelon at echelonwealth.com, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, wealth.com. Or they could, they could just call into our office. They could reach us at 888-892-9882. Fantastic. Well, Mark, thank you again so much for carving out some time out of your day to, to walk through this idea of elite wealth planning with us. You know, we appreciate you and looking forward to getting back together with you for the next episode. Thanks, Ryan. Look forward to the next one and have a great day. All righty, you too, Mark. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, of course, to thank you, our audience, for taking some time out of your day to be with us. If you liked what you saw and you like what you heard today, please feel free to like the show, comment on it, subscribe to it on any platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, you know, that would benefit from these conversations. Because at the end of the day, we're tapping into Mark's nearly four decades worth of experience in wealth management. And we've got a lot of great conversations slated uh, for future episodes that we would hate for you to ultimately miss out on. So for Mr. Mark Wade, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're saying so long today, and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Optimizing Your Financial World. <laughs>